Today's podcast is sponsored by Weem Vitamins. You have absolutely seen me on Instagram at this point taking my after lunch little gummy treats. I love Weem Vitamins not just because they're delicious, not just because they're good for you, but also because they've been such big supporters of One Broke Actress for many, many months. And now they are here to sponsor the podcast and I could not be happier. So Weem has three main vitamins, the hair, skin, and nails, the apple cider vinegar, and the immune boost. I have been to set a couple times this month, guys, and every time I do, I throw the immune boost in my purse, not just because it's instantly a healthy dessert on whatever lunch I get served that day, but also because on set, we are very vulnerable. We're the only people taking our masks off, and I feel like after the year we've had wearing masks and being out of touch with people, the germs are just rampant in any sort of way, and my body might not be completely ready for what's being thrown at it after sitting in my apartment for the past... 19 months. So I love taking them to set with me. I love having them on hand. And not only that, you guys, they're freaking delicious. Because Weem is sponsoring this podcast, they are also giving us a 10% off discount code. If you click the link in my bio, it will take you automatically to check out with the discount code applied for you. Or if you just want to check out weemco.com, that's W-E-E-M-C-O.com. You can use code O-B-A at checkout to save 10% off. Thank you, Weem Vitamins, for sponsoring this podcast. Podcast. All right, guys, let's get to the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the season finale of the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine. I'm here with my guest booking producer and fellow actress, Helena Santos. Hi, Helena. Hey, Sam. It is the Wednesday uh mid-december and we are rounding the corners to the holiday and i feel like everyone's in the last rush of getting work done and everyone feels a little discombobulated slash also excited kind of in a weird place how are you doing oh um i don't know good i'm 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 okay it's been uh it's i mean it's so funny because we don't catch up with each other between these which is the most fun part but I've had a lot of real life, and I say real life in quotes, happening with actor life. And it's, it's been like a difficult period of time. There's like a lot going on in my family. There's some health issues. There's some stuff that like, you know, real world things that need to be taken care of. And it's been a really great reminder of the fact that when I moved back up to Vancouver, I, I did a lot of work to set up my life so that I feel grounded and happy and good where I'm at because shit's going to get thrown at you constantly, no matter what it is. Right. So yeah. the fact that I'm, I'm proud of myself for being able to do the work that I need to do as an actor and an artist while also dealing with life, like real intense life. So yeah, it's been, that's, that's how it's been. Yeah. What about you? How are you doing? Uh, I'm a, discombobulation of of good things but also too many things at once so mm-hmm. um, I'm sorry about your family's health stuff that is always, oh thanks there's like no way around it, it always just no sucks. there isn't unfortunately Ugh. is what it is yeah um I I'm I'm good like things are f- great in all aspects uh just I am such an over committer and I wanted to get a bunch of things done this week to clear out the holidays, uh, to give myself some extra space. Typically 
the so we're recording this on the ninth, I believe, the eighth, and uh, I feel like next week is usually the last big busy push of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we are going on our honeymoon. We are leaving this weekend, which is really oh exciting. yay! Yeah. So Where when this going? podcast comes out, I'll be uh, in Mexico. Oh, nice. Um, we, we planned the most COVID safe honeymoon we possibly could have tried to do. <laughs> so Bravo. very like resort, uh, very, uh, we got a really cool room. Like it's, it's really exciting and it's going to be lovely, but the sprint to get to that end point, I feel like I took everything that was due on that last week of December and I just like shoved it like an accordion all back. Mm-hmm. So this week has been a bit of, uh, a lot that I didn't anticipate, but it's all great things. I have to remind myself daily, like this time last year, I had no idea what I was going to do for money. I was still in unemployment. The year before that, I was working five jobs. Uh, so things yeah. all in all are technically in lovely places. I mean, I'm saying busy because I'm jumping from one Zoom room to the next, whereas I used to drive all over town to try and make $15 <laughs> right. $20 an hour. So as busy as it feels, it's just a mental capacity and, and nowhere near what it used to be. So I'm checking myself. I also, (laughs) every time I get stressed about something stupid, I just, I literally can't unthink of that Kim Kardashian. Like people are dying, Kim. Like (laughs) I'm like, Oh, I'm still working out this like skincare shit or like, Oh my God, my Mm schedule is so full of zoom meetings. People are dying, Kim. Yeah. Right. Right. You're good. You're good. So yeah. it's a, uh, it's kind of the sprint to the finish, but also I am figuring out, and this is something I'm actually going on. This will all already have happened by the time people listen to this, but I'm going on Instagram live today to talk um, with Risa Brayman Garcia from the mm-hmm. BGB studios uh, about resting mm-hmm. because I don't know about you, but I am not very good at dimming the lights in terms mm-hmm. of my work capacity. And so as soon as I'm done with my client work, I find things to do for one broke actress to get ahead, to do this, to do that. And I've found that I can keep continuously going this way until I just die. <laughs> yeah, no, it, um, I used to be like that. How did you slow down and allow yourself I feel to like have we've breaks? sort of, we have, about but I'm game to talk bit. about it again. Cause it's the holidays. Yeah, no, I was just trying to remember if it was this like a conversation for this that we discussed it. And I think it, I think it was, but um, I, I ended up getting really, really sick with different kinds of things um, over the course of many years. And my body literally would tell me to stop. And that's the only time I would stop. Like at one point, a few years into LA, I was burning the candle at every end. And I, I just would start throwing up and being nauseous and no one could figure out what was wrong with me. And it's literally, it was literally stress. I'm pretty positive. It's just burnout. And then, you know, migraines are always a really good indication for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's all, it's just my, my body will tell me. And I just, I don't know. I, again, like, I I hate being the person of like, I left LA and things got better for me, but Mm -hmm. they did. They did. I just not being surrounded by that energy, like literally being surrounded by the energy. I miss it because it's so powerful and so much fun and so intoxicating. But I also, I didn't have the skills to learn how to shut it all off and allow myself to rest. Like Barry and I would schedule in usually like a date afternoon a week, because if we didn't schedule it, we would never see each other. And yes. that like, you just, we just had to. And even then we would have to stop ourselves from talking about the industry and 
filmmaking and all the stuff, you know, because we're creative partners too, in so many ways, but moving up here, I, I've learned so much about myself. I think I've just gained perspective and age and, um, my, everything, a lot has shifted for me. And especially in the fact that I, I used to know cerebrally that by taking time off or really allowing myself to enjoy downtime, I knew that that you should do that to replenish. Mm -hmm. Like it's like that Instagramable quote about, oh, now we're going to do this so you can replenish and go work harder later. But it's completely true. Like uh, now it's like, if I'm, if I have downtime, I'm off, I'm done. I'm not, I am, I am chilling. And I take that time very seriously. And I, my schedule now is nothing like it used to be. Like if I know that I am not going to be able to physically, mentally, or emotionally handle something, it's, I, it's a no, it's a hard no, it's a pass. And, yeah. Or I, I reschedule or I whatever, because I know that I am not at my best and I can't do my best work in general, whether it's in my life or in my career, whatever it is, unless I do literally fill the well. And the only way to do that is with proper rest and self-care, but it's true for me, for me, that's true. And I, it's become a non-negotiable for me. And this is from like, I was still am very type A, get things done, work really hard, create the relationships, do the business, do the thing, do like, like go, go, go. And for many years, I think I just was burnt out on it. Super burnt out on it. What is your self-care or downtime activities? Um, it's funny. Cause you're like asking about activities, yeah, right? No, see, but like, cause I don't <laughs> sit. I don't sit well. <laughs> oh my God. No, it's never pointed that out before. I, I, I like to, I, I like to actively do things, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if it's just like, like, do you read a book? Do you go for mm-hmm. walks? Do you just let yes. the day take you where it goes? What, what do you do? All of the above. I, I, uh, Maggie Rogers, the singer, Maggie Rogers had this really great interview that she did talking about, um, after she finished this last album, she was so burnt out that she physically couldn't like her brain couldn't do anything. She just really couldn't after she did the whole tour. And, uh, so she was forced to like, she would just lie there and literally just lie there. And this is, you know, if we're talking meditation, that's what we do in meditation. We sit with ourselves, but it's, this sounds so weird, but like, and I tried to meditate for years, like, like in LA, I'd be like, I got to meditate while I do my yoga. And I got to, it's like, I try to not be an active pursuit of anything when I take time off. So it's a very opposite way to think than, than how, cause you're like, okay, what do you do to relax? right? What are your activities, right? Which is, I totally get it because I'd be like, okay, I got to cross it off on my thing. I did. I meditated check, but it's literally like, I don't know, some days I'm going to do the dishes and I'm going to be like super mindful. While I do the dishes or I'm going to watch Chicago fire, or I'm going to lie there. I have a book that I'm reading a chapter of once in a while. That's just really lovely. And I'm letting it sort of percolate in my brain, or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to call my girlfriend or I'm like, I literally, it's kind of like what Deb said with her morning menu instead of having a set morning plan I just yeah I have things I enjoy and I don't put pressure around the achievement of the downtime Mm -hmm. if I want to do a specific thing then I'll do it if I don't I'm not gonna be like oh shit I didn't get to chapter whatever of my book or 
you know, like I, I tr- I'm trying really hard to not achieve in downtime. So okay. I hope that is that helpful. No, it is. It is because when I think of like, I'm going to turn off, my brain goes from, okay, so we turn off the computer mm-hmm. and then what do you do? I think the hard part for me is I have made something I've made a lot of my life in the past few years sharing my life mm-hmm. and sharing what I'm doing or where I'm going or things like that. And it's very hard to mentally make a moment undescribable, if that makes right, sense. Right. But also, I don't think that what you're saying necessarily has to be um, divorced from the activity of relaxing because sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll like, I've taken like a social media break, (laughs) you know, I took a weekend off once and I was like, Oh, I I mean, I realized I didn't actually have this weird addiction to social media that everyone talks about. I just really Mm -hmm. enjoy it. Like I just, I enjoy the activity. It doesn't give me any negative stuff. So I still like, if I'm chilling, I'll still scroll on Instagram for half an hour because that actually fills my well, because I, all the accounts I follow make me feel good. And yeah. I purposely done that. Right. So it's like, if you doing this stuff and sharing of your life makes you feel good, it's, it's, it's different, right? Like you can, yeah, I think unless you feel I like you're having like, to do it to sometimes I sometimes put it in a work mental bucket. Mm-hmm. And I think, so I have a big overarching term. I'm going to say a lot next year, a lot. And I mean, I've started saying it already, but I, I think it's going to be like my capital all letters for next year is less, but better. Yes. Yes. Because I spent, so key. I, I love it. I'm, I'm reading essentialism and I just love it so much. Oh, and I feel like look. it's so good. It's so good. We'll link Change it in the my show life. Change my life. It's 100%. really, it's really making an impact on me. And I think I needed to read it at this time. And I don't think I was ready for it before now because I needed to spend the last year throwing shit at a wall proverbially for my acting career and for obviously in the, in the last 10 years for the acting career. Um, but, and for one broke actress, especially because now I think I know exactly where I want to go, what I want to work on. And so the mental chatter of you should be doing this, or you could be doing that are, uh, the volume has lowered quite a bit because I know where I'm going and what I'm doing and who I'm doing it with. And that has been very helpful. So reading this book was just the cherry on the cake of being like, yeah, I don't actually need to take every single interview that comes to my inbox or Mm -hmm. find time for all necessarily all of these people just right now, because I need to make sure myself is factored into everything. And I want to do the things I'm doing so good that the time Mm -hmm. in between, I don't feel stressed that I'm being lazy or anything. I just know that I'm refueling for whatever the next thing mm-hmm. is. Yeah. It's well, hard. I think that's, that's kind of the um, trap that so many artists who are business-minded people and who are really, you know, working hard towards their career get into where, especially now where it's like, you have to be creating content and doing all these things. And if you're not doing this and creating your own opportunities, what are you doing? And like, it's, it's so much stuff that, yeah, we should, we have to link that show because it's um, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McEwen. I think you say his mm-hmm. last name. Um, there is on Amazon one that is someone totally stole his title and it's not the right book. So, so people who are listening, make sure that you go to the link to actually get to the right place. But 
Um, it's, it is something where I talk to so many people about, I should do this or I should do that. Or I'm like, well, like even people who ask me about, you know, how did I start producing stuff? And, you know, oh, I should probably do that because everyone says me to, you know, but and I'm like, do you really want to do that? Like, is that yeah. really something you, do you want to learn an entirely new skill that is another career on top of the career you're already pursuing just because you think you have to, because someone gave a tip at a panel or some something and said, like, does that really light you up? Right. Or does that sound like hell on earth to you? You know? And then don't do it. Like, yeah, it, we have to get rid of this, like, and not even as possible and not even that it needs to be hell on earth. Like if it's like, who, who said this, somebody said this in a book, if it's not a hell, yes, it's a no. Right. Hell like, no, yeah, yeah. If it doesn't get you excited, don't do it just because that whole I listened to this fantastic YouTube video the other day that was all about nepotism in Hollywood and how Mm. uh, the facilitation of nepotism, a lot of those people are like, you know, anybody can come up in the world. You just have to like really create your own content. And it's like (laughs) that takes time and money and all of these things that are often equivocated to wealthy families, perhaps who have a leg up in Hollywood. So it's just, it's a very interesting, that's a whole separate conversation, but uh yeah, I think I am I am checking all of the boxes of my client work and mm-hmm. turning in the final pieces of one broke actress for the year and I plan on checking out 100% uh for next week and leaving my computer here. Mhm. Good for you. Yeah. Leaving your computer. See, that's that's a that's good ballsy. one. Well, I'll bring my iPad. <laughs> 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 but that's because I like to write in yeah. it. And if I want to like write a blog post, I can type it on my iPad. Like it's just, it's, you know, sometimes when I get, do get to those places, that's when I get excited about sharing an idea. And so mm-hmm. I catch myself and it's, it's kind of what you said. Like, it doesn't mean you can't do those things. It just means it has mm-hmm. to feel fulfilling when you do it. So that's, it's really then nice also to like hear that. giving yourself a break and being like, you know, you can't, there's no like perfect way to do relaxing. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Listen, I actually really needed to hear that sentence. <laughs> just like, isn't. There is think, no perfect way to do relaxing. Well, and I think it's, everyone's definition is different, right? Like what yeah, relaxes yeah. you might like, some people really love spending a day on the couch watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. When I do that, I feel like vomiting. It makes oh, me ill. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't watch TV in bed. It's just uh, maybe one day I can't, I'm looking forward to it. People who do it seems to be having a great time, but uh, I can't do it. It makes me very uncomfortable and not in like a, I have to be doing something uncomfortable. It's just not my happy place. And Mm -hmm. so I think if anyone's listening and is kind of feeling that same vein, figuring out what it is that helps relax you, that maybe doesn't necessarily fit someone else's definition. Oh, I mean, like some people go rock climbing to relax, you know, (laughs) it's like my husband is building an enormous fence on our property that he loves it. He's out there in the rain. He is going, he is out there for six hours. Oh my God. And I want to scream. I couldn't do that, you know, in the pouring rain. And he's all just jolly man, like, Oh, I'm building a fence. And I'm like, thank you for your joy. And your ability to relax while physically exerting yourself for that long, you know, (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I think it's just really about understanding yourself. And also I, you know, there's this whole pressure and idea that we need to get wherever we're going really fast. And I Mm -hmm. feel like if we took away the pressure of time, like if we thought more about our careers and time and just our, our 
place on this planet as being a lot more cyclical and circular than it is. Mm-hmm. It's not a straight line. I think we could enjoy all of the different aspects of our lives a lot more. And it puts a lot less pressure on everything. Like it puts less pressure on relaxing time and on work time and on all of the things where it's just, I'm constantly working on trying to be as mindful as possible in the thing that I'm doing, because it used to be that and this is so, you know, completely synonymous with acting because so much time I would spend in and one doing one thing, but thinking about the other thing that I also had to do as opposed to just doing the yes. one thing. Right. And it's the same thing with acting. It's like, are you in the moment? Are you in the scene? Are you really listening? Or are you thinking about the fact that four lines later, you can never remember the word, I don't know, like some big word that you have to remember, you know, it's like, you're not really right in it. So it's, it's, it's such a, it's, a, it's all difficult. It's all difficult. This is, this is just life, right? We're just learning how to, learning how to do life while learning how to make art and make money at all at the same time. I kind of feel like someone should have given me an owner's manual for this human body <laughs> that I exist in. <laughs> right. I always think of yeah. that uh, reel that's really popular right now. That's like, isn't it crazy that humans, like being an adult is so weird. You're just unsupervised all the time. <laughs> So true. Oh my gosh. Completely unsupervised running around with your arms flailing. Oh my God. Like a hot mess. Speaking of hot mess, how's your skin? Oh, (laughs) nice segue. Um, Yeah, this is interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about that last time. So after we talked, I ended up getting like a bunch more cystic zits on my forehead. People are like, this is a hard left turn. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Um, check-in episodes. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, on my, the top of my forehead and they're just so uncomfortable and painful. So my doctor was like, you know, I think you said something about this too, I think somewhere online. Um, but just that you're, I'm, I've completely stripped away all the things I was doing and using. And I'm using this like one super gentle cleanser. And they actually put me on antibiotics for three months Mm. to like really low grade antibiotics. It sounds really extreme for three months, but apparently this is one of the things that you can do um, to whatever the bacteria that's getting super clogged and so far so good. Actually, it's, um, it's good. Thumbs up. I'm actually, actually pretty shocked at how well it's, oh, they also gave me, um, a prescription retinol cream. So that has really made a difference too. Mm -hmm. It's so that, yeah, it's going, it's going good. How about you? Uh, we're in the same boat after last time. And I was like, I'm going to buy all the things uh, right. I got. I I'm on this email list for this writer. Her name is, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how to say her last name. I think it's Jessica Delfino. And she does mm-hmm. an article called the unpublishables. And she it's like $7 a month to support her in doing it. And so she doesn't have to take on sponsors for her content. Basically she talks about how, the wild, the skincare and beauty industry is and calls them out on their bullshit on their, Mm. you know, masculine entrenched, like toxic masculine ways and how, uh, you know, it's very, very racist and how like all the things that it's based on and calls out celebrities. Like, why do you need to start a product line? Is this really a hole you're filling in the marketplace? Uh, She's lovely. Hmm. We're not, I mean, I don't, we're not a hundred percent on the same page with everything she believes in, but I support her ideas. And I got an email from her and it was just one of her articles about how less is more a lot of times. And I clicked on one of the links in it and it was an article leading to a dermatologist about 
killing all of your um, sebum and all of the top layer mm-hmm. of your skin. And I was like, oh, I went pretty hard in the paint with uh, products this summer because <laughs> I got really excited because one worked. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Why not get three more and caught myself in a vicious cycle. I was also listening to beauty podcasts, which uh, was convincing me to buy more things. Uh, so I had to do like a little mental inventory of what I was actually taking in media wise. And so I went online because my dermatologist is lovely, but it's really hard to get an appointment last minute. And I made an appointment with apostrophe. Hmm. This is not sponsored, but I am super open to it because I'm very happy with your services. And you take pictures of your face and you send them to an online dermatologist and they get back to you and you tell them all about what, you know, what you've been using, where you're at, what hormones, all these things. And I got a prescription that was like a retinol cream ish uh, with Mm -hmm. some other things in it. I don't know. I'd have to look online and they were like, wash your face, put this on like twice a week, maybe at night and a basic moisturizer. And that's it. Like very that's exactly basic. what I'm doing too. Yes. And you know so what? Funny. Working like a dream. Yeah. Like well, a it's, dream. It's not to say that other things wouldn't work for other people. I think it depends <laughs> on what's happening with mm-hmm. your skin at the time that you need it because other stuff totally. has worked in the past, you know, like proactive yes. worked for me in the past. And, but it's like right now at this point in time, um, what your skin actually needs. Yeah. And it feels like about every two weeks it changes drastically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I'll go two weeks that I'm like, wow, I've finally figured this out. And then it'll take a sharp left turn and I'll get a handful of zits. Like it looks like so much through paint on both sides of my face. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I'll deal with that and I'll take deep breathing for nine days. And then two weeks later back to happy. And so well, it's <laughs> hormonal too, right? Like, yes. And I'll, that'll oh. be, we'll tiptoe into that garden next year because I'm, I'm going to change up my birth control prescription. So that's, whole nother, oh. whole nother, um, world I will be diving into, but, uh, perhaps for a different podcast, <laughs> maybe a Patreon. Hey, well, level subscription. I, mean, I mean, yeah, if people are sure. curious, let me know you guys, it's, if you think that's like way off the mark, I'm going to, for the first time in 17 years, go off of birth control. Not because I'm interested in children, because I'm interested in using natural forms of birth control. Yeah. Uh, I'm just ready to be not on hormones for the first time in 17 years, which is the Mm -hmm. exact amount of time I was not on them beforehand. So now I've spent more of my life with controlled hormones than without. It's going to be a train wreck buckle. (laughs) Oh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I went off, I I went off birth control years ago for this, mostly because I just felt, I was like, what? suddenly it just dawned on me. I was like, why have I been regulating my body like this? So I'm plus, I mean, we're both in, in marriage, we're both married and committed mm-hmm. relationships, whatever, all these things. So like, you know, and it just worked, whatever works for you at that time in your life. But yeah. for me at that time, I was like, yeah, there are other methods of birth control. I I'm going to give my body a break from these hormones. And it actually was fantastic. Like Great. nothing oh, happened, literally, literally nothing, nothing changed except for, I was just like, not on birth control. Okay, great. That's so, really thrilling to me because I'm I'm literally buckled nothing. in for I'm buckled in for big changes. So that'll be I it's in January. IUD's mm-hmm. coming out, doing hopping wow, on yeah. the natural train. We'll see what happens. Um mm-hmm. and for anybody listening, I do not I'm not interested in children. Thank you so much for your time. Um Yeah, me <laughs> neither. Yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for coming. Thanks for Thank coming. Thank you so much. Uh so mm-hmm. I love and respect moms. I just don't I can't imagine. 100%. I can't imagine. I don't oh want to facilitate that negativity. Um I just, 
No, I think moms are pretty much the biggest superheroes on ever. ever. I bow down. I bow down. Yeah. I I think it's incredible. Um, Oh gosh. Every, yeah. Any industry and any mom who is existing as a mother, like, yes, bow down to my own mother. I don't know how y'all did it. God bless you. But anyway, so that is something I'm going to tiptoe into in 2022. Less but better. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so with this, that's great. So is that we'll kind happens. of, yeah. Oh, sorry, I interrupt you. Oh, no, you're fine. Go uh, ahead. I'm going to ask, is that kind of your 2022 mantra? Yes. And you're going to have to remind me of it. Less often. but better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Hold I feel me like I know a lot of people. I wonder if it's, I mean, it's not just this, but I think partially too, it's, a number of friends I've talked to, it almost feels like everyone's trying to catch up on time. They feel like they lost during pandemic mm. and has kind of, it's become frenetic again, a little. Yes. And a lot of people are talking about, okay, like all these things that I tried to put back on my plate, I need to like take them off my plate again. <laughs> Cause they're not actually serving me, you know? So it's like the old world pre COVID thinking you need to get back to all that stuff and then realizing, oh no, like there, there needs to be some sort of a harmony of what life should look like. Yeah. It feels like we forgot already a lot of the lessons that we tried to learn from the absolute shutdown periods. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to incorporate some of, I really like quiet time. I really like not having that much in my day. And I'm aware how big of a privilege it is to be able to suss that out for myself, let alone put it into play. But I, it's something I'm really going to make a big deal out of next year. So uh, it'll change. I, I don't think it'll change that much. I think I'll just I think I'm going to do better work. I Mm -hmm. really, really do. Well, that's Um, why essentialism, that book is, you know, so, so key. Um, Because that's a big part of what it talks about and teaches is, you know, like getting rid of all these little things that you don't really need to do. So to do the things that are essential and then do them really well um, and give you joy and that, you know, it's tough. My husband, like we listened to it. I'd read it. And then we listened to that book when we were driving back to LA from New Orleans for a holiday one year. And we listened to the audiobook, and it like, it was really interesting being in the car with him while he listened, because at the time he was doing a gajillion different things, trying to have a ton of different projects, but none of them were getting finished and none of them were as good as like they could have been. And by the end of listening to that, he was just like, okay, I, I really need to pare it down and I need to figure out what I can actually execute and do. And that's going to make me the happiest. And I was like, Oh my God, this book is transformational. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's I did very similar stuff with atomic habits. Caleb listened to that in a road trip. These should be required reading. They're so good. Completely. Yeah. Atomic habits, essentialism, and, um, the powerful engagement that, um, Christina Ochoa talked about too. Yes. I literally have it right here. Yeah. Those three are, (laughs) yep. They're, they're key, I think, to just like getting, getting things, I don't know, help, helping with the tools to do what we do. Yeah. Without having to, uh, sometimes it feels like we have to buy things to mm-hmm. accomplish <laughs> like, things in life. Books. No, don't go to, the, <laughs> like, go to the library. <laughs> uh, get them from the library. You know what? Yeah. I'm also, I think I'll do a giveaway in January. Uh, keep an yeah. eye out. I'll do a giveaway on Instagram and I will uh, Venmo someone the equivalent so they can buy all of the books, uh, nice. whatever way. Oh, yeah, oh, let's do that. I score. think that's great. That's it's fantastic. Great. I think people, I wish these. there was a, a female author in there. 
Um, yeah, we should throw we should you know throw another one in that's a female author that you know I like I like I'll these books one. because they aren't in the industry. I yes. think that's really important. But they really um, relate. They totally relate, but it's not. It it helps in the mindset of it all, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like books about the industry can be so weirdly insular and like you feel, I don't know. It just, I, I like to get as much information from things that have nothing necessarily to do with entertainment, um, yeah. the entertainment industry as possible. Um, I, I feel like sometimes they're even more to the point than um, books that we get because we think they're going to help us. Um, there's a way, it just, it just reframes things a little bit so you can then put it into your own life and and your own habits and stuff. Yeah. And just like we always talk about, it's so nice to realize that it's not just you or just your industry that struggles Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. time management or self-motivation or habits or things like that. It's literally the entire human race. Yeah. So we'll do that. We'll do a giveaway. Um, So this is our, like I said, this is our last episode of the year. I listened back to the episode we did in January. Oh my gosh. <laughs> which I would recommend you do because oh, it's no. really, no, you should, you should. Cause it's really eye-opening to see. Uh, I'm not going to get, I'm not getting like into specifics or anything, but it's really eye-opening to see where our years went hmm. and every I mean, every month we are, we're, we're always on a roller coaster. You and me. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Aren't we all? That's, that's just the industry and life, <laughs> but it's just so, it's so interesting to, to listen. And I really, I hope that next year we can listen back to this episode and mm-hmm. think back about, you know, what, what stood out to you in 2021 as a, an important moment or something that changed for you. I'm putting you on the spot because oh. I didn't give you this question beforehand. Oh, wait. Oh, already. Okay. So this year, we're looking at this past year. Yeah. What has stood out as an important... Oh my, I, I don't, there's so, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I really have to think about that because there's a lot, a lot of stuff yeah. that has gone on this year. It's been... I don't know. What about you? I'm going to ask you and then we might... <laughs> I have to tell you in January. I believe in January when we first started, I had just signed with new reps and I was getting auditions like mad. And I was like, oh, this is my new life. It's such a joke. I, I have truly, truly learned to appreciate how vast the swings actually are. And I know that as I go further into my career, the swings will get it's like when the pendulum picks up speed, it lingers at the top and, you know, at the bottom longer. Uh, Mm. I fully believe that the the swings will get higher and more intense. And so I'm, I have to say, I'm super grateful for just listening back and hearing the different months, you know, how we felt in different ways. Uh, the pendulum swings are already so big and I'm so grateful that I have these, I feel like every life is just like a continuation of a practice. It's like, I'm so excited. I'm practicing dealing with busy times and then dealing with nothingness and then dealing with family stuff and then dealing with getting married and then dealing with, you know, I just, I'm so, this is pretty cool. We have like a verbal diary of, of, uh, our month to month. Wow. I didn't even think to do that. That's so smart and so interesting. 
I think too, you know, if I was a newer actor and I was listening to this, um, I, I think we talk, you and I are pretty transparent and talk really, you know, truthfully about our experiences. And I would just hope that whoever's listening can understand that this, yeah, it's never going to be what you think it is. And it's always going to be changing. And that's a hundred percent. Okay. You know, like whatever happens, you roll with it and you do it. And this career is long. It is hopefully really long, you know, like people can start when you're 80 years old, you know, people can start when they're three. It doesn't, this is a long career. And I think the most important thing for me has been knowing that I want to do this forever. Um, how do I build a life that can sustain this, you know, this industry, but also, um, knowing that it's always going to change and accepting that because whenever I struggled with the fact that it's like something, I didn't want something to change or I wanted it to be a certain way. It's just not going to be like that. It's just not, it's like, if you, so if you can really roll with the, if you can, you know, yes. And (laughs) everything that happens, whether it's good or bad, it makes this entire journey so much better and fun. Like, Mm Like I have a lot of real world stuff happening in my life right now that could be and is difficult, but at the same time, I also feel the happiest that I've been. And you can have both of those things coexist at the same time. And I feel like, in fact, for me to to be able to let those things coexist and to be able to feel grounded with moments of freak out is mm-hmm. still really, um, it's such a... a interesting place to be and it's it's somewhat unfamiliar and I'm actually really enjoying the strange mm, dissonance of that so I don't know there's there's a there's a lot that we can all learn from people's journeys you know whether it's you and me talking to whoever might be new in the industry or people in other disciplines you know just like listening to what it's really like when you take all the stuff away and unfilter all the, all the things and um, have real honest like experiences and conversations. So, yeah. Yeah. I think what you said about it never is what you think it's going to feel like uh, at the beginning of the year, we both talked about booking during COVID and what we thought it Mm -hmm. would feel like and what it's going to look like in this new picture. And And I reminded myself that of the whole time, anytime I was on the set this year, which was not, it's guys, it wasn't like every day. It was like, uh, probably a total of uh, what, like 10 days max, Mm -hmm. I think 10 days max. Mm -hmm. Uh, and which is great, which is absolutely rad. I am, it was so fun. And up until this point in my career, I would have spent those days on set thinking about the next way I was going to get on set. And Mm. listen, that thought crept in, especially when I did that co-star that was recurring. I was like, how do I get my next episode? Um, But I was very, very mindful of this is super fun, exactly how it is right now. If this is the only time I do this, this is awesome and well worth the work I put into getting here. And Mm. that has taken me a very long time to get to that point and to leave my expectations at the door. And I hope to take that into all the years to come, because if I can continue to be present 
in the thing that I work the hardest for and want the most of, I think that's going to be the biggest battle for me personally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 2021. (sighs) You ready for the third year of the pandemic? Woo. Going strong. <laughs> I've actually been signing 2022 for a while now, accidentally. <laughs> just, I'm ready to turn the page. <laughs> 22 is my favorite number. So, I oh, is it really? This. Yeah, I just like the number two. Okay. And I don't think I'm going to make it to 2222. So <laughs> unless we graduate, he's freeze people. <laughs> I mean, it could be coming. Robots are reproducing or something. So yeah, maybe that's thing. how I'll make it into the next year. Elon Musk will figure it out. <laughs> oh God, please. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you doing for the holidays before we sign off? Um, not nothing. I don't know. <laughs> chilling. I'm chilling cool. in our in our place, and um, yeah, my my parents are actually they sold their house and are moving to a condo, so. It's been doing a lot of boxing things and mm-hmm. it's a three-story big house going to a small condo. So it's been uh, it's a, lot. In, a lot. It's been a lot of work, but it's been really fun having like so much time with them and helping them transition to this sort of new stage of life. So I think that's, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy packing with them and, mm-hmm. you know, relaxing and that's about it. Nothing, okay. nothing major. And you're going to be off in Mexico. I'll be in Mexico. I'll come back the 18th. So I'll just, just be done getting in a bathing suit. And I'm going to come home and just cuddle and, and eat all of the Christmas snacks we've been collecting. Yes. <laughs> we have like a cabinet of um, people keep giving us treats and we're like, let's just, we'll just save them for the week of Christmas, save them for the week of Christmas. And so we're just going to go. Oh, you're going to have that gorgeous Christmas tan glow too. <laughs> <laughs> considering how much sunscreen I wear we'll TBD on that it might be mostly mm. just spray tan but um yeah I can't I think it'll it'll be really lovely and we'll just be in LA we'll be chilling out relaxing Mexico to LA just it sounds like it's living the dream <laughs> when you say it like oh, that man. well I mean it is pretty great it's pretty it's a great. Lot, lot to be grateful for for sure Oh, I think that's the perfect note to leave this on. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast this whole season. I know it was very different than it has come in at you before. I really enjoyed having these check-ins with Helena. I loved the solo episodes and our guests have been amazing. There's already episodes scheduled for next year. You're going to see me in late January, perhaps early February. I might take all of January to be, you know, less but better. And uh <laughs> And we'll see where the timing takes us. But uh, you guys always know where to find me on Instagram. Make sure to follow me and Helena and uh, stay tuned because there's more stuff to come. But I please, please, please join us in relaxing as much as possible over the holidays because we all deserve it no matter what. We will talk to you very soon. 